0: Dear spirit, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Tea and Tombstones podcast. Tea and Tombstones is a platform dedicated to helping you root into nourishment through the haunted darkness and claim your hallowed ground through tarot education, spellcrafting, spiritual coaching, and nature-based services. My name is Ashley, the creator and wolf child of Tea and Tombstones, and I welcome you here. Dear, dear spirits, hello, how are you? I hope you are well today. I cannot even believe that we are already into the month of July, a week into the month of July. With that, time just feels like it's really flying by, and I was supposed to have this episode out a week ago. We are obviously discussing the monthly cards for July, and yeah, I'm sorry that it didn't come out sooner. It's just been trying to, I'm trying to corral a lot of energies that are stirring within, and it's like trying to corral cats or. Geese. It's just it's been a lot. And I can't fully explain all of it, but hopefully we can really tap into the monthly energies for this monthly imitations and really use them to come back into center and use them in a way to create mindful, feasible actions and spiritual journeying through this energy. I started doing the monthly tarot cards years ago because I often feel that the card a day that I pull doesn't really give me enough time to really sit with the energies, really gain a full resolution scope on some of their invitations. And so i started doing the monthly energies first as a zine the zine has now transferred into the podcast but what i always want with the monthly cards is to provide a sense of security like a like a taproot that we can tap into and get that nourishment out when we need it when we want it so that as we are going through these times as we are meeting spirit and matter and the burial and the bloom we have a little bit of an anchoring We have a sense of foundation. We have a sense of fluidity within the foundation so that we can work with it in a way that is authentic to where we are at. I always want the monthly tarot and the monthly oracle card to be not just images on paper that I talk about spiritually and grandiose, but I want them to be something that meets us at ground level, meets us at the ground and really helps us move up the mountain down the stream through the forest wherever we are at in our physical and spiritual landscape i always want these cards to provide to be their own guides their own teachers so grab your tea or whatever you are sipping on today i am drinking straight mint tea because it's it's been a little stressful today i had a lot of guilt that the podcast wasn't out yet and I had guilt that I took a 3 day weekend through the 4th of July and I was sitting here while I was trying to kind of come into my space and get ready to discuss everything I wanted to for the podcast. I felt a big kind of guilt that I didn't take that weekend and really hit the ground and record record record. I immediately was like some mint tea is in order because I know that this guilt is coming from ego in a way to try to right a wrong that really isn't wrong but it's my way of or it's my ego's way of trying to kind of balance out the energies not the most effectively it actually really speaks to what we are going to be discussing within the monthly cards for this month so yeah grab your tea and let's go ahead and start talking about the monthly cards our tarot card for the month of july is the eight of wands And our oracle card, again taken from the oracle of the Dragon Fae deck, is hide a key's door, a knock at the door. And the tarot affirmation is, I free myself from what is holding me back so that I can take the next step towards higher alignment. These cards are brimming with potential, with palpable power, and with almost a yearning to move through this spiritual channeling And that's where the tarot affirmation came from, but I want to start at the beginning, start with the eight of wands, move through the oracle card, and then we will discuss how to really embody the tarot affirmation with feasible and mindful intention and with actionable and spiritual purpose. Starting with the eight of wands, I feel as with almost all of the tarot that this needs a little bit of a rewrite or we need to approach the meanings that we are often given through books through the guides um, we need to approach it in a way that goes a little bit deeper goes a little bit towards the underbelly of the card the eight of wands is often seen as a card of movement often spoken about externally and the Rider weight it's just eight wands kind of shooting across the image like there's just a lot of movement depicted in the image in like the Wild Unknown which is the deck that I learned on there's eight wands kind of arranged in like a little fire structure like a little pyre and a lightning bolt is hitting one of them sparking this this illumination this fire this calling into being almost and i'm not here to say that that is entirely wrong and i'm not here to say that if you read the tarot card the eight of wands this way that you're reading it wrong however i would say that if we really kind of look to what this card is saying and if we look at the numerological association if we look at where it's at within the guide or within the suit of wands i read this card and i work with this card in a way of inviting in a narrative of unburdening of freeing your spirit and really looking to start to unburden and free that energy so that your spirit can move and the reason that i read the eight of wands this way is because the very next card is often seen as a very heavy burdening card again in the Rider Weight, which is actually not even a deck that I work with but having seen many of the images the Rider Weight is depicted as nine wands almost kind of creating a fence and there's a man with one of the wands and he's standing there very almost um, stoic but also weary there's a bandage around his head And this card is often presented to speak to a lot of burdens and not here to discuss the nine of wands because we're talking about the eight. But I really see that this card is about unburdening yourself from what is holding your spirit in a stalemate. When I look at this card or when I work with this card, there's a sacred channeling or a spiritual channeling bringing in emotions and thoughts to create an initiative push to create an initiation into the burst of freedom into the wild reclamation into the spiritual evolution into the space and time with intention and with a hunger to honor thoughts emotions and what is really calling you in to into your own spiritual dwelling. What is calling you into the forest of your spirit where you can hunt and howl and create and merge with all the other energies in a way that is interconnected and synchronized with higher and lower energies to really anchor into this space? I also see this card speaking to this awakening to the journey and to that which is just out of reach awakening to the way that you are really starting to interconnect and move into those higher and lower energies awakening to the way that the path is a constant process it's not a destination but it is is a constant unfolding of self into the moment and letting yourself be free from narratives, from thoughts, from emotions, from assumptions, ideas that are not conducive to your spirit, that are not conducive to the landscape that is calling your spirit home. I also see this card as a, an invitation of really creating a trifecta of magic and spirit and physical matter. So spirit is that deep yearning within us, that deep, untainted, completely pure part of ourself that is sovereign and whole unto each and every one of us. Magic is, even if you don't do spell crafting or ritual or ceremony, you don't have to light a candle and have an altar to be magical. I see magic as being simply a celebration of being alive, being alive in this moment. What a gift that is and how there is an energetic threshold that is allowing us to be in this moment and celebrate the burial and the bloom. Magic is really about honoring all that is here with us, the grief and the shadow and the hurt and the heartbreak and the aching uh, experience in this world that is hard to bear. And yet it is also about honoring and holding all of our beautiful gifts and our spiritual illumination and being a part of this world in in such a way and in such a time that allows us to manifest and to grow and to become more than perhaps we ever thought possible so magic is not about creating a spell it's not about saying certain words it's not about having an altar it's really just about honoring the the light and the dark that is always with us at all times there is a path that is always unfolding underneath us and the eight of wands speaks to how we can unburden and free ourselves to experience the parts of the path and the unfolding the twists and the turns and the wind on our skin and the metaphorical energetic physical spiritual aliveness that comes with being on that path it is asking us to unburden and free ourselves to fully embrace the process unfolding because of us and with us think of it like a muscle contracting so every time you stretch one muscle another muscle has to contract in order for that one muscle to stretch it's like a fulcrum that when you pull when you push on one muscle to move it another one is contracting and being pulled in so that the other one can be pushed out and that's i often see that's what the eight of wands speaks to it might be a weird analogy but when we stretch ourselves and unburden and release into this space of movement and into ascension and into elongating something else is contracting on the other end something else is being pulled inward so this card is really saying that in order to stretch out into something, to elongate into this path unfolding, something else is contracting within. And that could be simply acknowledging what has been the burden, what bars or what walls or what fences or narratives or boogeymen we have told ourselves in order to keep us from releasing the weight of the burden, even if it's meant to keep us safe. So this card can feel sometimes like a like a push or a knife edge or a, an uprooting of some kind. And really what it's saying is that the path unfolding and as you move towards your spiritual and wild reclamation, as you go into the landscape that calls you home, You are being asked to leave and to release and to relinquish and to let go of parts of yourself that have tried to keep you behind the bars, that have tried to keep you within the comfort of what is known. This card is about embracing what is not known and moving through it anyway seeing the path unfolding and letting that be a part of that interconnected awakening what does your spirit want in this moment and how can you shed something in order to give it that what landscape metaphorically is your spirit trying to get to and what can you release so that you can move towards that landscape towards that vision towards that sense with a little bit more ease and grace and messiness and lack of needing to have a formula or having a formulaic understanding of the path can you let there be an organic movement that allows you to be part of the path and that allows your spiritual reclamation to be part that in reclaiming your spiritual reclamation you have to first reclaim the path that you are walking on to get there. And I'm not saying that spiritual reclamation is a destination. Again, it's always a process. It's it's always an unfolding that we will constantly be in and out of but there will come a time when a chapter ends and we move into something new naturally that's how life is and the eight of wands invites us to relinquish the equations the formulas the need to have everything directed and dictated to us so that we can go through this path it's really about saying can we move fluidly but also with an understanding of where we are getting without perhaps knowing what it's going to look like before we get there and that takes a lot of trust that takes a lot of of releasing and letting go and that's where the eight of wands is saying that as we stretch and elongate into this unfolding that something else is being contracted that something else is having to kind of be pulled inward because we can't be moving outwards if we're constantly trying to stay still. If our spirit is in a stalemate, then we can't embrace that unfolding path. I believe this card is also really saying that the channeling of of emotions and of thoughts into that unfolding allows there to be this initiative push into honoring how we are constantly unburdening small parts of ourselves so that spirit can move into the landscape that it's seeking that it can call in what it needs what it wants and what has been speaking in vision and in dream and in sound and sensory tangible understanding, we start to realize that we are constantly releasing little parts. That our survival and our thrival is not merely dictated or directed by ego and then one day we say, oh hello spirit, there you are. That as we start to reflect and see the path unfolding and merge with the unfolding and move organically with it, we start to see that our spirit has always been channeling this release and this contraction in one area to stretch in another area so that we can get here and that's really humbling i think that that's really a sense there's really a sense of humility that comes with it our spirit is always finding little ways small times big times big moments small experiences little dreams big memories the spirit is always finding little ways to polish One little area to release one little thing so that we can get here and then it keeps going and this card comes forward and says how can you channel that mindfully feasibly intentionally with purpose with an understanding that your plan is probably not gonna go the way you think it's gonna go and you can't control every aspect of it so how can you honor that channeling in a way that holds to the, to the truth of the plan, that holds to the kernel of sacred center with that plan, the DNA, if you will, but it allows the, that humble surrender to come in that says we've, we've been doing this our whole lives and in previous lives and in future lives. This is just one moment that we're being called to check in. Finally, one of the last things that I want to say in relation to just some of the invitations coming forward with the Eight of Wands, this card is saying that there is a fire and appetite, a need to satiate the spiritual and metaphorical and energetic wants of the self. And so when this card comes forward, there's, a, there's an opening and a channeling to check in with that. And to really feed that appetite to feed that hunger of self in a way that helps you align on the path that helps you move into that higher alignment that helps you move into the journey that feels beyond you but is molding and shaping you as if it were already here when we think of the appetite of the spirit we often see in Standard societal narratives that the people who feed this appetite to the self are selfish, are out of touch, not always the most communicative, not always the most extroverted or out there, not always the most embracing of what is deemed quote unquote normal. And that's because if we were all to feed what is the hunger of our spirit, we would all be able to co-create this authentic space for us and for others. And so there's often a lot of pushback to feed this appetite because it speaks to bringing everything that you need in for yourself. When the narrative set by society is often you need to find it elsewhere to feed it to you or you will never have enough, keep trying to fill that hole and keep trying and keep buying and keep comparing and keep judging. So if this feels a little bit of an unknown, if if I were to ask you, you know, what does your spirit really want right now? And you say, I don't know. Or if you have an answer and it feels maybe a little trite or trivial, or it feels weird to say it. That's I, I would say that's completely normal because I feel this way too. There are so many times where I know that my spirit is wanting something and yet I often push that appetite down because I feel that I shouldn't be taking up space for this or I shouldn't be taking time to do this. I shouldn't be investing my energy, my time, and the money that I do have into certain things. I should be investing it in this, this, and this. This card can feel a little heightened or a a little bit of that push that I mentioned before because when this card comes forward There's this reminder, as I said before, that spirit has always been whole. Your spirit has never been anything but whole because it has been walking this path with you, whether you were mindful, intentional, aware, tapping into that or not, there have been so many moments where spirit was helping that path unfold a little bit more, making it a little easier for you, even if it was behind the scenes or in the subconscious, even if it was in these ways that, again, feel very small and very insignificant and that's where some of that strange territory can kind of feel, and this could be one of the haunted aspects, is that when this card comes forward, we can almost feel like we are in a space of very, very heightened energy, but not sure how to unburden ourselves. Oftentimes, the act of unburdening our- Of unburdening ourselves can feel like a burden because we might feel guilty. We might not have as much time as we want to give it. We might feel that it's not something we should be doing. I know that at least for me, one of the things that I've been doing lately is I've been taking a ceramics class and it's been so much fun. I love it. It's, I mean, it's just so great to like get your hands into clay and like push it around and move it and just not care if you're good or not. But when I was sitting down to record the podcast and wow, like I really should have come home and like put my notes together after the ceramics class. And it's, it's almost funny at how when you do something that is purely for the joy of Of doing it, that this is a way of unburdening my spirit, is learning something new, getting to explore with my hands, and yet there's a part of me that feels guilty in doing it because it's time away from my business, it's time away from my family, it's time away from all the other things I could be doing, and that's where unburdening can feel like a burden. And it's not a burden, but it can often create that knife edge. It can feel like that because it is something that can be often easily justified away. One of the other haunted aspects with the Eight of Wands is that when we start to really unburden ourselves and we start to maybe see the ways in which we have placed our own burdens on ourselves and on our spirit, it can feel hard to not create a sense of judgment it can feel hard to again get sucked into that narrative that we're not good enough we're not doing it right and in reality every time this card comes forward it's saying that you are doing something right that you are engaging you're being called to engage mindfully intentionally in the unburdening and in the release and in the elongation of spirit on the path of where you are going and what your wants and needs are and what your desires and what your dreams are for your life as you move through that you're never really doing it Wrong. And yet, when we start to look at the ways that we have maybe placed a burden or not accepted the opportunity, and we have rejected something that would help us move and unburden ourselves and unburden spirit feed that appetite for this self. It can be easy for ego to come in and start that chatterbox of we're not doing it right. We need to know more. We need to do more, you know, like we need to do all this, this and this. And what this card is saying is that even if there's times where you have to be reminded to check in, that is perfectly okay. That is perfectly fine. You are not supposed to be like a spirit robot. That is not the, that's not the point. The point is that you do what you can in unburdening your spirit a little bit more as you can. That's like the hallowed aspect of the Eight of Wands that I can give it, that you unburden yourself with what you can, as you can, when you can. That if this card comes forward and... You start to feel that chatterbox going. This is a time to be invited to remember that there's no real way to do it wrong. This is just a reminder to unburden. This is just a reminder to keep going. This is a reminder to feed the appetite of what is going of what is going to fulfill you not only with your physical needs and responsibilities but also create time and create space for you to connect with spirit and unburden yourself from that disconnect, from that divide. The only way that I would say you could be doing it wrong is if you are actually settling. So when this card comes forward, it is also saying to that although there's no way to do it wrong, this is also a time to... Really engage with what is being asked for from spirit This is a time to really engage with that unburdening process and to not settle for the low-hanging fruit if the low-hanging fruit is all that you want in this day and that's all that you can give it in that day That's totally fine, but it's not about Settling and it's also not about overreaching this card for the month of July Is really saying how can the perception of what I can give spirit be met both reasonably, feasibly, and also with purpose, with intention, with power, and with all of my unique strengths and gifts and with the unique layering of my life, my life's experiences, and the way that I express my body, my magic, my spirit. That's really what this card is saying is that the perception of either unburdening too much or too little is not the point. Again, it's not about becoming a spiritual robot where everything else is disregarded. It's about embracing this reminder to connect in with that, tap into that, and see where you can do it more and see where the perceptions of either self-inflicted perceptions or perceptions placed upon you from society to see where those perceptions can be part of the release in the unburdening so that you can move into that unfolding path, that unfolding narrative with an understanding of both reasonability and also intention and purpose. I hope that made sense. So now let's turn to, I said Hideki at first, and it's actually pronounced Hideki. I apologize for that. Um, I should have looked at that before I did that first part of the recording. Um, it is pronounced Hideki, and the card Hideki's Door, a knock at the door, is elevating this message quite beautifully. One of the little paragraphs in the guidebook says that some of the divinatory meanings with Hideki's door is nervous about a new chance. Feeling as though your comfort zone is far better than the unknown, longing to travel and to change, yet unwilling to do anything about it, procrastinations and old habits keeping you from reaching out and accepting what is being offered, you are ready. It is simply nerves that are holding you back. Condition fears and internalize voices from the past. Reach out, take a hold of the handle, and be ready for the wonder of the unknown that lies beyond the door. The doors of perception are about to change forever. Obviously, some of the correlations are immediate and obvious between Hideki's Door and the Eight of Wands. What I find so important and so imperative with Hideki's Door is that there's an element of unattachment or there's an element of channeling this energy in a way that doesn't create an assumption or doesn't create a sense of expectation that can be disappointed. When we often look to reaching out, elongating on the path of where we are going with our wants, with our needs and our desires and dreams, we often have an assumption of how it is supposed to look, how it is supposed to feel, how it is supposed to meet us, serve us, be with us. This card is really saying that the only important thing and the only thing that you should be worried about is seizing the moment to unburden yourself. Seizing the moment to open that door and step through the threshold. If we let our perceptions get in the way of taking that opportunity to unburden ourselves, if we place a uh, If we place a vision on it of how it should look and feel before it's even happened, more than likely we are either going to miss it when it comes because it's not going to look and feel exactly how we envisioned it, or we're going to be disappointed. And that's when the ego chatterbox can start kicking in that we feel that something is wrong, that it's not right, that we did something, that we didn't do something. And so this card, what I what I take from this card is that as we look to open the door and as we look to elongate and unfold ourselves on the path that is unfolding to the places beyond us, to the situations beyond us, that as we do that, there is a need to have... I'm not saying that any sort of visualization isn't worth doing. There is some great manifestation that can come through having a sense of visualization and considering it already done. But what I'm saying though is that when we use visualization as a way to channel our emotions and our thoughts and create that initiation, That's different than placing an egoic assumption that it's going to look and feel and be exactly like how we envision it, because that isn't going to happen when we create a visualization and we use visualization as a tool to embark and engage in any sort of activity but here we're talking about the unburdening of the spirit and taking this opportunity to do so and to free ourselves into what is awakening within us when we do that and we use visualization as a tool for that we are connecting to spirit again in that unfolding process when we say that it should look and feel and be exactly like this, we're kind of just setting ourselves up for failure because we're not allowing the unfolding to happen. We are placing terms on it before it's even come in, before it's ever really had time to take shape with us in this unfolding process. So, I would say that that would be both the haunted and the hallowed aspects of Hideki's Door. That in working with this card, it's important that we don't place conditions. Maybe that's a better word than visualization. That we don't place conditions on how the unfolding process and what comes back to us is supposed to look feel like or be, but that instead we channel and allow that spiritual unfolding to sense what is already on its way to us and be ready and open for when it comes. One of the other haunted aspects with Hideki's Door that was mentioned in the book, and this goes to placing conditions on it, but it also goes to perceptions, is that This is a time with both of these cards to really challenge and see what perceptions are keeping you from, again, going through that unburdening, are keeping you from that process of freeing your spirit a little bit more, rising a little bit higher. What conditions have you been told? Have you been fed? Have you been taught? Have you acquired over the years? Whatever. That subconsciously prohibit this door from being opened, from this path unfolding before you. Not only should we place certain conditions on what we are seeking and what we are calling in and trying to feed that appetite of spirit, but we also need to look at the conditioning that has happened through nature, through nurture, through whatever has occurred in our own personal lives, and see how that is its own wall that we have to come out from behind. This also speaks to how important it is to, I think, understand the names. Uh, Hideki is a very popular Japanese name, and when I was doing research, and I will put the link in the show notes, But some of the names for Hideki or some of the meanings for the name Hideki were excellence, tree, precious, joy, not yet, bright. And I think that's important to mention when we are talking about spirit always being whole, having been part of this process, even subconsciously, even unwillingly at times. And yet, with this other card, there's a layering and there's a supporting in that message of saying that there is preciousness in the space. That there is preciousness within. There's excellence within. When we think of trees, we think of majestic. We think of big. We think of beautiful. We think of able to bear weight of the wind and of the storm and they don't get uprooted easily joy and not yet and bright all of those things speak to an element of both being pure being whole in and of themselves and also having the potential to keep growing to keep going and that is what I would say is the hallowed aspect of Hideki's door that this card says that and it supports the message of eight of wands that everything that is happening in this moment, everything that is within you in this moment is both whole and pure and untainted and excellent and precious. And yet there is also room to keep growing. There is also room to keep going. There are more ways to unburden. There are more ways to release and remove the bars and the constraints that keep certain parts of spirit from feeding that hunger, from awakening to that journey beyond. And that's where the tarot affirmation is going to come in. So again, the tarot affirmation is, I free myself from what holds me back so I can take the next step towards higher alignment. Using the tarot affirmation each day, I think is going to be a really good reminder to just check in with that space of seeing where growth and potential and possibility is happening, where the where the door can be open a little bit more, and where that space of awakening and hunger can be satiated. The tarot affirmations, I always want them to be Just like my tarot definitions and the way I work with tarot, I don't want it to be simply just a very surface understanding that's immediately kind of taken in, but then thrown back out in a way, if that makes sense. I always want everything that I put out to really have meat on the bone and to be something that you can really work with and really get uh, get your hands into, get dirty with, get into the into the nitty gritty of it so that you can really work with it, make it your own, return to it, and it's still viable and valuable. And that is where I think the tarot affirmation for this month, it actually just, it really kind of wrote itself, honestly. i just looking at the two cards that were pulled and then pulling on from last month's uh, tarot cards and last month's tarot affirmation was, yeah, it was just so easy to write the tarot affirmation for this month because last month it was all about getting clarity on where we are thriving, seeing how we are carrying ourselves and where we can continue to seek that thriving for our spirit to flourish. And this is just, this is kind of like, trailing on the coattails of that saying that once we kind of see where we are seeking once we see where we are carrying ourselves with intention with purpose with strength and where we need to continue that or work on that even more we can start to really see where the spirit is hungry what the spirit is hungry for we can start to see what is awakening we can see what is coming in that is challenging conditioned perceptions and we can move past that and beyond that this tarot affirmation is really all about even if you only use it once just really seeing if you can check in and tap into something that is holding you back holding you in that stalemate keeping you behind that divide because you deserve for that flourishing to continue your spirit is hungry for something it's awakening and nudging up against something and the eight of wands is saying keep going give it this unburden us so that we can do this it's going to be challenging at times it's again going to bring up some intense emotions and thoughts that come with that channel When we have to, when we look at how we have to dismantle perceptions and conditioned thoughts, conditioned narratives, we see it how that is going to take time. It's not just going to be something that just happens as the path unfolds. We also have to realize what is naturally going to be released and what we actually have to push away from us and say, this is not coming. This cannot come with us. Uh, because it's not going to, it may feel like it's helping me release what is mine to release, but in reality, it may just be a divide of its own. So yeah, the tarot affirmation is really just about integrating it into your space each day, if you can, or when you can, I should say, with the intention to check in with what is holding you back. Even if it's just like, oh, I don't I don't like the way I look in these these pants. I mean, that's like so like on the surface, like on the fucking nose. But um, it could it, it could just be that toxic critic within you that is something that you need to be like, no, I'm I'm not listening to you. You know, I want to wear these pants because. I want to. It could be any number of things that is holding you back again. It doesn't have to be these big things like leaving a job, leaving a relationship, moving. It doesn't have to be that big. Whether it's big or small, whether it's a lot of little things or one big thing, whether it's nothing. Maybe there is nothing holding you back and if that is the case please let me know because there is so much going on in my anxious brain. But what I would say is perhaps one of the first things is just taking the time to unburden the perception that it has to be this huge amount of time spent in freeing spirit. There is going to be work involved. There is going to be maybe some challenges or some edges that you come up against. But I see this as one of the things that we may need to unburden at first is just taking the time to check in with where we can open that door a little more. And that may be enough. That may be enough for you for this month. And I hope however it meets you that it is met with grace and with as much ease as possible. And however you integrate this, again, just consider the perception of, of your ego is not always correct. That the perceptions and the conditions and some of the ideas and narratives that are no longer of service don't have to be completely disregarded and turn 180. It can simply be this is not true in this time or this is something that I know was taught when i didn't have a choice but to receive this narrative or this is something that is not worth my time and i'm not going to make it worth my time just considering it how the the affirmation and the cards this month are first and foremost just inviting you to to see that to see where the perceptions are just that little hand on the door that's uh, kind of freezing up not letting it not not letting it open at all and hopefully that through working with these cards through working with this affirmation we can start to really see how and where we can shift and awake and roll into that unfolding process beyond us and how we can feed that appetite of the spirit with intention and with compassion and with the with a sense of perhaps silliness and messiness and a space to be human and make mistakes and kind of start over and all of those things that come with coming to the space and with how we are carrying ourselves and then moving past that, moving beyond that and seeing where that goes and checking into what feels like home what feels like it's calling you in and letting that be an organic process, letting that be an organic entity that doesn't have assumptions and expectations attached and creating, creating a willingness to meet it as it is. And then as you change and grow with it, you can take it or not take it. So again, this is all an unfolding process and it's a unique process. It's not linear and it shouldn't be linear because that's not how we grow. That's not how we come into the space with an awareness and an experience, a true experience. We don't come in and we don't live linearly. We don't have the capacity to always be in a space of forward trajectory and so there are going to be times where the tarot affirmation and the tarot cards may feel like they're not opening a door. Even in those times, I think it's valuable just to sit with that energy and see how that can open a smaller door, how that can unfold a little bit of a smaller process or free the spirit in a little bit more just to sit with that. Even when it feels like things are closing in, how can we open to that experience or at least be mindful of that experience if we feel like we can't open to that which feels closed? I think that is all I wanted to say today thank you to my wraiths patrons lisa zimmerman bobby McDermott, deb guy and zach tate thank you for your continued support in the tea and tombstones platform it means the world to me if you like this podcast or any of the other podcasts that the tea and tombstones platform has put out please consider liking following or leaving a review if you are listening on itunes or tell a friend if you think they would like this content. It really helps other people find me and TM and Tombstone. If you would like, you can always reach out to me on social media and via my email, all of which will be listed below in the show notes, and let me know how the energies are unfolding for you, how the tarot affirmation is being integrated into your day, into your experience, and into your spiritual practice. I always love hearing how these things uh, unfold for you. So, until next time, take care. Bye. Mm.